0: Hi, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to TicketBud Tidbits. Today, I'm your host, Sean Burke, the Marketing Director here at TicketBud. And with me today is Rochelle Willette, Founder and Head Planner at Alchemy Events. Rochelle, thanks for coming on to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, first question I want to, you know, I always ask all the event organizers is how did you get involved in the event space. I know you say on your bio, you know, it seems like you were destined for the event space, but what turned, you know, this sort of interest in events as a kid into, you know, a full blown job?
1: Yes, I definitely had a lot of experience with event planning. I created my own favors for my fifth birthday party and hand wrote all my invitations um, and made sure that all of my friends would have a wonderful experience celebrating my fifth birthday. So uh, I've kind of always been really interested in hospitality, creating a guest experience, and bringing people together. And so at some point in college, someone suggested that I consider event planning as a career. And since that wasn't a major available at my school, I wasn't really aware that that was something you could do to make money. Um, But I looked a little bit more into it, did an internship in college, which I actually didn't love. It was in wedding planning, so that's not really something that we specialize in now. Um, but found some really great experience and ended up kind of just falling into it a little bit, as far as having had a pass in it and then turning it into a career.
0: That's really cool. And you know, you founded your own event company, you know, Alchemy Events. So, what is your value proposition for? alchemy events, you know, you, you have clients coming to you, maybe they have other options. Why would a client choose alchemy events to do their event planning over, say, you know, another event planner?
1: Well, we're a boutique firm, so we are a little bit smaller than some of the large names. Uh, so we're really able to provide a great experience, not only for the guests, obviously that's important, we want to take care of everyone that shows up at the events, but we also really strive to take care of our clients. Um, most of them find event planning to be very difficult. And they're hiring us either because they're limited on time or resources or energy uh, to be able to put into the events that they're planning. And so we come on in, are really able to eliminate the stress from their lives. We have a lot of different values, but one of the ones we sort of repeat as a mantra often is work hard, play hard. So we're going to get the work done for our clients. We're going to make sure that the events are streamlined and refined, but we're also going to have a great time um, and make sure that the clients are laughing with us and that they're feeling relaxed enough to actually enjoy the events. And so we get a lot of feedback that we're really fun to work with, and, and not that the event is not a stressful experience for them because we're able to to create a good time for both the clients and the vendors.
0: Nice, that's really good. And when you, you know, do you reach out to new clients? Do you use a lot of that? For,
1: in I marketing? do. Yeah, we talk a lot about how uh, most of the people that I'm talking to when I'm initiating a conversation about event planning is typically either an admin or someone in marketing, the director of marketing, who has a lot of other things on their plate. So the conversation generally starts with, what their goals are for the event, Um, and what happens, oftentimes they have a really great vision and good ideas, but they just don't have the resources. Either they're limited in staff or the task to plan the event has fallen on them, and if you're a director of marketing, you have a million other things that you need to keep afloat, and they just don't have the time or energy to put into planning logistics of a large-scale event. Uh, So a lot of times that is the conversation, what it is that is their burden and how we can remove that from them.
0: Awesome. That's really cool. So, one thing that we have a lot of organizers ask us about, you know, I was looking on your site, you, Alchemy Events does talk about, you know, handling a lot of day of coordination. Um, a lot of organizers seem to have issues with handling the day of coordination. Um, do you have any tips on, you know, handling attendee check in and gate management?
1: I think. The biggest thing, this is probably true for event production as a whole, but especially for day of coordination, is communication. And to me, that's touching base with every single vendor ahead of time to know that we're all on the same page with the site plan and with the details, logistics, timing, everything like that. Um, And then that would be true for staffing or volunteers, whoever's running check-in or registration as well, Um, offering them an orientation ahead of time, a chance to test the technology, Run through a different trial. Uh, run through a trial and maybe a few different scenarios of things that could pop up. If the system's not working, or if someone thinks that they bought a ticket and they can't find it, I found that the better that you can educate the staff and people ahead of time, the easier they, easier time they have on site when it might be a little bit stressful and chaotic. They're empowered to be able to troubleshoot and and handle. You know, what can be a pretty crazy time getting thousands of people into a door within a very short amount of time.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So it seems like really just the big thing is just, you know, making sure that everyone knows what they need to do, but also giving them the power to kind of fix situations. That seems Definitely. to be the big deal. Yes.
1: Yeah, education, communication, over communicate, over educate. If you've done it a million times, you probably feel like it's really simple. Maybe you're like, oh, you just click check in. but. Uh, for people who might be new to the experience, it's the more information you can give them, the more opportunity you provide them to, to test and, uh, try things, the better they can do on show day.
0: Nice. That's cool. And have you ever found, you know, when you are dealing with those thousands of people, um, have you found that there might be a ratio of, you know, how many volunteers you might want to have for each gate or have you found anything along those lines?
1: That's a good question. Um, it definitely depends on how much of a line you want to create. Sometimes I do actually feel like there's a little bit of you want to have an illusion of demand in an event, so you might intentionally slow down registration. But I'd say, I don't know, I just did an event this week. We had 250 people with four check-in uh volunteers and that gave us a little bit of a line there were times that peak you know peak check-in time that there was a little bit of a line but it never got out of control so i don't know if that that's a good ratio but uh maybe one person for every 50 to 100 guests
0: nice yeah i, I definitely said i've seen that in other places too and i was curious if you oh. found that to be the same way yeah and you know you've also planned reception for a former first lady so Obviously, I'm sure security was a huge deal in that. Uh, How did you plan the event, you know, kind of expecting that there was going to be a lot of security? Did you have any hand in the security plans? Um, How did that go?
1: Yeah, so she had her own security details, so I didn't have to hire anyone to do that, which I often will do for other events. But again, it really came down to communication and just thinking through every single piece of the logistics of where she was going to be and when. From the moment she entered the vicinity and where she was going to park and unload and step into the building, with the building being on lockdown and having someone staffed at every entrance and exit, so no one else who was people who were not supposed to be there could, you know, obviously not get in while she was in the building. Um, And then Again, communicating with her security detail beforehand as far as where even the catering team was going to be working. We had to have them come in and do a scan the day before with the back of house and the, just essentially the entire venue. So just giving them all of the information, all of the details and thinking through every single piece so that we were all on the same page for the two hour window that she was going to be on site.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was cool, a really cool experience for sure.
0: Yeah, I bet. Um, I mean, and, and then in regards to that too, for security detail, do you often give background checks to volunteers or how does that work or do you just kind of hire a company to handle most of that?
1: Um, I've never personally done a background check. If I'm hiring staff, they're generally people that I've either worked with previously or have a good relationship with on some other level. Oh, or I'm working with a staffing company that I assume has vetted their people. Um, that's a good point. Maybe I should be doing more background checks no. on people. I tend to be a pretty trusting person. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, well, I mean I figure most people are, but you know, you never know, you never know, especially with sure. these days.
1: With that, yeah, with someone that high level probably matters.
0: Definitely, and you know, another thing that a lot of organizers. Talk to us about, especially sort of if they're newer, is picking a venue can be really difficult. And, it can you know, be. <laughs> and you're nodding your head because, you know, it is. Um, what are some things that you should look for when picking a venue? And this kind of is a, is a sort of a fun two for one. Um, and then also, do you have any like, when you're picking a venue, are there sort of like any red flags that you should be looking for along those lines? So one is, what, some, what are some things you should look for that are positive when picking a venue? And then what are some things that are
1: red flags
0: when you're picking a okay. venue?
1: So I think, I mean, obviously there, it seems like endless venue options. And I think it's important when you're either, if you're shopping for a client or for an event that you're producing, important to identify sort of your top, I don't know, three to five factors that are important, whether that's the size or capacity of the venue or what additional resources they may have, such as chairs and tables or in-house catering, or the budget, obviously, can a lot of times dictate what's the most important or which is the best venue for you to choose. So I think if you can prioritize those elements and what it is that you're looking for uh, I will for a lot of clients put together a matrix and often have to sort of push them to remember which is the most important factor that they've chosen. I get people that are really excited about picking somewhere. They really, really care about the look and feel. They want it to be an amazing visual experience and be really beautiful and wonderful. Uh, but I have champagne taste and a beer budget. And so we kind of have to step back and be a little bit more realistic and prioritize what the cost of the venue might be. So it it totally depends on what the goals of the events are, but I think if you can prioritize and choose what is the most important, it makes it a little bit easier to narrow down and and choose the best fit. Um, I'd say things to look for, I guess it's maybe both things. Red flags would be, for me, I'm going to go back to communication. I know I've kind of talked a little bit about that as a whole, so i repeating myself oh, here but it's a
0: theme.
1: huge red flag when I send inquiries either to a venue or vendors and this happens more often than you would think and I don't get response for several days and I personally feel like if I'm trying to bring you business or trying to bring an event to your space you might want to get back to me pretty quickly <laughs> so that I can move forward with my client. Um, so often if I can tell that they maybe aren't uh, responding as quickly as I would like, it's not going to be somewhere that's easy to work with. And I do tend to prefer someone who I have a good relationship with or who can, with whom I can develop a good relationship and know that they're going to be flexible and able to answer my questions uh, and be on top of the event that it matters, you know that this event matters to them among all the other dozens that they might be bringing into the space that month. Um, other red flags would probably be a lack of infrastructure. And I've definitely worked in some creative spaces before, which is really fun. You can do some real unique things, but it's really great to have power and not have to bring in generators and running water and not have to run hundreds of feet of hoses, which I've done before. Uh, There's a lot of places, like I said, that uh, maybe there's some cool things happening there. People get really excited and like, we have a venue, but then they don't have bathrooms for guests. So it makes it a little bit more difficult and not impossible, but just means that there's a little bit more involved with the planning of the logistics and, and probably budget as well with things you'll have to bring in.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And, you know, also for a while, you know, when you founded Algamy Events, you know, you were on your own. Um, could you, you know, now you do have another person on your team, but could you tell us about, you know, what you looked for in your next hire and who you think is the ideal next person when you're looking to expand your event planning company?
1: Sure. So I actually have two full time contractors working for me right now, and they are both incredible. Um, And I would say one of the biggest traits that they both exhibit and bring to the table that I personally value is initiative. And I think with events in particular, because there's always so much going on and there's so many details to be managed, um, I really value someone who sees, has the foresight to see things that, you know, problems that may arise or things that need to be resolved ahead of time and can take the initiative to reach out to vendors or the client um, to either solve problems or just kind of take ownership over the event. And uh, obviously need to be organized to do that as well. I really, that's another huge skill that I look for. um, Again, with events, it's so many details that I want to or prefer to work with people who are organized. It's really hard, I think, to plan events if you're not used to working with spreadsheets and keeping to-do lists and uh, time tracking and things like that. That all become pretty important to to stay on track and, and keep things moving along. And then another huge thing for me, which is I don't know, maybe a little bit unconventional, but sense of humor. This, <laughs> uh, especially for my first hire, this was really important to me because I was working alone, and quite frankly, that does get lonely and stressful. And uh, having someone else on the team was who I could laugh with and make jokes with and have a good time with was really important to relieve the stress of um, event planning, which is on the list of Forbes' top five most stressful jobs in the world. So uh, having someone around that we can kind of joke with and make light of things keeps Keeps the work fun and again that reflects to our clients and making sure that they're having a good time experience working with us as well.
0: Oh, nice. That's really cool. Well, and I mean, and going back to, you know, sort of the beginning, you did say, you know, a lot of your clients do enjoy, you know, that you guys do bring some sort of like enjoyment to the table, some fun at the table. So Absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, we
1: if you don't like that's a big see deal. us dancing at the end of teardown, like we didn't have a good time. But more <laughs> often than not, we are gonna Turn on a playlist. That was a key skill of my first hire. She is great at music selection, and yeah. she she's got the turn on playlist and uh, we're gonna have a good time. Awesome. Even, we've been working for eighteen hours.
0: <laughs> That's great. So I mean, it really seems like the big thing is just hire people who you know explicitly fit the values and the culture of the company that absolutely. Yeah. Yes,
1: and I think as a business owner, it's important to identify that what it is you want to create and uh, be really judicious. Um, I thankfully have have had great luck with the people who I have hired but um, I also started them both on 90 day contracts and I think that that was uh, a good decision for me to to do a little bit of a trial because there's other contractors that I work with that are good but not great and I really wanted to build a strong team Um, and so giving them kind of that trial option and making sure that it was a good fit for both of us at the end of that 90 day trial uh, has proved to be valuable for me as I expand my business.
0: Awesome. And you know, last time we talked, you were organizing a lot of events for South by Southwest. Um, Have you noticed some up and coming trends? You know, these are all huge corporations that are putting a lot of money for these experiential events. Have you noticed any up and coming trends sort of in the events industry?
1: Yeah. um, I think one of the biggest things that I'm seeing and brands are doing is not just with events, but it seems like this with marketing in general is Becoming less corporate and more lifestyle, I think a lot of companies are using experiences to, to engage their customers or potential customers in a way that might not seem like it directly relates to their business. And I'll use an example of one of the clients that I work with during South by Southwest. Uh, they offered fitness classes as part of their programming to uh, really to public, to whomever wanted to attend that. And that is something that they sort of do, but it's not their core product. But I think it was a way that they could engage people and, and uh, provide an experience for a potential customer that doesn't necessarily scream in your face like, hey, buy our product or work with us or you know come join our community. Uh, but it allows people to just see that they're ha- you know they're having a good time, they like what's going on and then they remember, oh yeah, this is actually a, an experience or this is actually a, an event produced by so- and so.
0: That is a, well, that's a good trend at least, you know, trying to actually not just blindly throw in your face it's a pair sneaky, of fake glasses. But
1: I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, well, no, it, it is. Fun. People one. definitely want to feel like they're having a good time and not being sold something. And I think there's a lot of really fun and creative ways you can do that. And I get excited about sort of brainstorming those activations in different ways that you can uh, make sure people are having a good time without having something jammed down their throat. Nice. That's really cool. All
0: right. Well, and then moving into one last question. So Money is no object. You have the opportunity to create your perfect event. So, like, where is it? What's the theme? Like, what? Who like Who's gonna be there?
1: Okay. Is this? Does it matter if it's for myself or for it doesn't matter? It doesn't Anything. matter. It's
0: it's it's like your oh, ideal damn. perfect event that you plan either for yourself or someone else.
1: Okay. I have a vision, this dream of a secret garden event, and I love restaurants and bars and events and experiences that make you forget that you're in a place. So um, I would just love to transport people through a literal garden into a space that seems unlike anywhere they've ever been and just have an extremely curated list of cocktails and magical lighting and music and just I love this with all events, but this dream Secret Garden event I have would just be an extremely sensory experience, Um, probably pretty intimate gathering, less than 50 people, So I do like people to be able to feel like they can talk to each other and get to know the group, but, um, yeah, something magical, dinner, cocktail experience like that in a hidden place that makes you forget you're in Austin, Texas, or anywhere, really, sounds pretty lovely to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, that does sound like that would be a really cool event. Awesome well, thank you so much, Michelle. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about, you know, Alchemy Events and what you do and also, you know, where we can find you on, like, social media or websites?
1: Sure. So, Alchemy Events produces uh, corporate and nonprofit events. And we are based in Austin, Texas, but we work nationally and are hoping to expand internationally. Uh, but you can find us at www.alchemyevents.co. no I'm um and check us out on the social media we have an instagram and a facebook that i'm not very good at managing that's my next hire actually yeah. <laughs> to get someone on on top of that uh but yeah our, our website is the best way to get in touch with us and nice. see a little bit more about what we do
0: awesome well thank you so much rochelle for having for uh coming on to the show and yeah, thank appreciate you. all the knowledge that you were able to drop so i uh, appreciate it and thank you guys all for listening and we'll be back next week with another one Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Right, bye. Cool.